Well, it's nice of Matt Redmond to get us started this morning. I'd say it's good to see you, but I really can't see you. The spotlights are like absolutely blinding me. So there might be three, there might be 3,000. I don't have a clue, but today is an incredibly special day. We're going to have some fun. We're not going to be here long. In fact, some of you are wondering how the day is going to work, so I'm just going to set you at ease right now because you got your kids with you and you realize that right now we're sitting in like a microwave. The sun is beating down on the steel. It's going to be 120 degrees in here, no time flat. We're going to be here for just a short time. And then we're going to get in our cars and head on over to the property and see the new building, get a little bit of tour of what's going on over there. So go ahead and relax for a little bit. We're going to have a fun morning together. Last summer, June 7th to be exact, our family accomplished a goal that we had set 15 years before. Our kids, you know, uh, surprised us last summer with a trip to Montana. And it was actually a return trip. The last time we were there was in 1998. And just to get some perspective, Brian was eight, Shelly was six, and Nate was all of one years old and spent most of the time on my shoulders on that particular trip. We stayed uh, at a place in Bozeman. It's called Mountaintop Retreat. How can you beat that for a name, right? I mean, we're just away in this beautiful place. It's on top of a mountain, and yet it's surrounded by more mountains. There are mountains everywhere. And and from this perspective, you see this goal sitting out in front of us. It's called Mount Baldy. You can kind of tell why it's called Mount Baldy. It's kind of missing some trees up at the top. We were told in 1998 that you can take about an hour and get to the top of this mountain. And from there, you get just this absolutely beautiful view of everything going on around. Well, when we went in 1998, Brian was eight, Shelly was six, and Nate was one. And uh, we had a hard time finding the top of that mountain. The map was a little bit confusing. The kids were a little bit whiny. And we spent a lot of time wandering around the woods looking at pretty flowers and saying, I don't know where in the world we are. So what we said is, when we come back, not if we come back, when we come back, we are climbing that mountain. We're getting to the top of Mount Baldy. So, last summer, June 7th, last day we're in Montana, we set out to conquer the mountain. It was challenging. We came up against some very treacherous conditions. There were wild animals along the way. We had massive rock slides that needed to be moved. I mean, it was just, it was an absolutely treacherous trip. But along the way, there was an incredible amount of beauty as well. Just things that we got to stop and look at and really enjoy. Delicate, tiny flowers, so small that you wonder how in the world they ever survive a brutal, snowy Montana winter. Off in the distance, we saw another mountain. This is one that we like to go to the top to, and there's a a beautiful mountain lake up there, and we just spent time up there. Here we're walking along, and we even found fossils on this mountain. Fossils from the sea. How do you think that happened? Well, let's talk to Noah. Anyway, all over the place, just absolute beauty. We're walking along, and of course, I've always got to stop and find birds. This is a Bob White. You know why they call them Bob Whites? Because they go, Bob White? Bob White? I'm not kidding. He says his name every time he chirps. And most of all, we got the chance to just hold hands and walk. So on three, ah, one, two, three, ah, isn't that precious? 
Well, long, long trip, and guess what? We finally, 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 after 15 years, made it to the top. And way down there, that little circle that looks like a baseball diamond, that's the retreat we were staying at, all the way down there. It was incredible to finally get this view of what we had hoped to see for the longest time. Once we got to the top, Brian and his brilliance said, people are going to remember we were here. And so he found an old dead tree, and he started to carve into that tree, and he carved the words, Pap 13, and he said, don't forget it. We were here, we were on top, we finally climbed Mount Baldy. So why tell this story? Why tell this story of 15 years? Why tell this story of a 15-year goal? Well, I got to tell you about last week. Last week we went to church. We didn't go to church here, but we went to church. Went to church in St. Louis. We went to church with friends that we met literally the very first day of the very first church we ever served at. And we're good friends to this day. And we went to their church, and their church has like, you know, 5,000 people. It's big, and and we're just kind of wandering around and having a great time. First song starts, I don't know it. Second song starts, I don't know it. Third song starts, and it's the one you just watched. Never once. And the music started, and I got to tell you, Some of you have told me this happens to you. And so the music starts, and all of a sudden, I just feel my eyes are filling with water. And my throat is going just clenched tight. And I'm starting to feel like I am going to cry. And and if I start, I am going to sob. And they're going to come with white coats and take me away. Because it's just, it's not going to stop once it starts. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? It's a song. What's, what's happening in this moment? I don't get this. I don't, this doesn't happen to me. What's going on? And I'm thinking it through. I'm like, well, it's a Shelly song. Shelly sang it at church. And, you know, I love Shelly. So maybe it's all a Shelly thing. But, you know, we had seen Shelly like the day before. We are going to see her on the trip home. It's not like she was off in Germany for a year or something. So I, I so I, start going into it a little bit more. What's going on here? And what was going on is I think for the first time, I really heard the words and I really heard the words in the context of what we're going through and what we've gone through. Standing on this mountaintop, looking just how far we've come, knowing every step, you, you God were with us, kneeling on this battleground. I'm telling you what, sometimes it's just felt like a battle against Satan himself, hasn't it? Seeing just how much you've done, knowing every victory is your power in us. It's not us, it's all God working. Scars and struggles on the way, I won't remove my shirt so that you see them. But I have scars, you have scars, and we've all had struggles along the way. But with joy our hearts can say, you know what I love about that part of the song? He sings it mournfully, hopefully. The way a lot of us say, when we, when we say, I am joyful despite the scars, there's a, there's a mournful, hopeful joy in the way he sings there's those words. But with joy, our hearts can say, never once did we ever walk alone. Never once did you leave us on our own. You are faithful. God, you're faithful. And you know, I'm listening to those words, and I'm listening to them in the context of what we've been through. Some of you have come in the past six months. Some of you have come in the past year. Some of you have come since 2008. We started talking about relocating in 2003. We were sitting at the Swank's dining room. 
For some reason that month we had to have our elder meeting at the Swank's house instead of over at church. And we're sitting at the dining room table. And I, for the first time, out of my mouth am going to say, I think we should relocate. And I'm ready for them all to load the muskets and go, boom, next pastor. I, I really wondered what would happen in that moment. And instead everybody was like, hmm. Maybe we should consider that. A year later, 2004, September, the end of September 2004, we closed on that property. It's been 10 years. It's been a decade. When's the last time you spent a decade, a decade, 10 years trying to accomplish a goal? A decade of working and struggling and moving along the way with God in this 2008, we moved. We sold the building. There was no turning back. Something had to happen or we were done, you know? And all of us have had moments along the way in those five years that we kind of went, is it ever going to happen? And even after we voted and even after the village said it was okay, it was only when the dirt finally started to move that we said, okay, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. And you know the best part about it all? Throughout the whole trip, Never once did we ever walk alone. God was with us every step of the way, every step of the way of this journey. I tell you what, the trip of the mountain, it was beautiful, but it wasn't easy. Uh, And it wasn't always clear, to be honest. Even though we had a map, it wasn't always clear where we were going. At many points, we were confused. And if I can be totally transparent, our family of five even had some points of conflict along the way as we went up that particular hill. Here's the thing about a mountaintop. When you finally get to the mountaintop, when you finally get to the peak, it's a point of clarity and celebration. It's a point there where you can look back and say, wow. That's where we were. I mean, if you go on a huge mountain, you can look for miles and see the path with clarity. You couldn't while you were taking it. But when you get to the top, you can see where you were and you have clarity. You also have the chance to look out ahead and say, I can see what lies before. I can see with clarity what's headed out there. So you have this clarity, but you also have a point of celebration. A point when you get to the top of the mountain, you just go... Yes, we're here. We made it. And you carve your name in the tree and you take some pictures and you say, we did this. We'll probably never do it again, but we did this. We're here. And this is just absolutely amazing. That's where we are today. In many ways, that's where we are this year. We're getting to stand on top of a mountain that has been a hundred years in the making, not just 10. And And a mountain that we get a chance with greater clarity to see what lies out ahead, what's out there. You know, throughout the Bible, when people are challenged to do a great work for God, we see this reoccurring theme, a reoccurring theme that says, be of courage. And why should you be of courage? Because I will be with you. I will be with you. We saw those. Okay, this isn't working. I didn't take the transitions off this slide, so we're just going to have to wait as all the words appear. (laughs) Isn't it beautiful? It's a pretty song. Anything else we can do right now? Let's see. Wow. I don't know. Sherry, can you skip to the next slide? That'd be great. But if you can't, we've only got like the chorus to go. (laughs) 
It's what happens when you take a week off. You get rusty. Ta-da! All right. Oh, now you're going... No, no, no. Stop, stop. In the name of love. Okay. Deuteronomy 13.6. Moses says to Joshua, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified of the enemy. Why? For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And if, in case you're the kind of person that says, yeah, well, Moses said that to Joshua. He didn't say it to us. Jesus said it to us. Go into all the world, make disciples, baptize them, teach them. And I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. And the age isn't over yet. He promises us his constant presence. The truth is, never once, never once did we ever walk alone. And we never will. The view from the mountaintop is amazing. It's crystal clear. And I never want to forget it. And I hope you will never forget it. I hope you will remember June 1st, 2014. The very first time that you put your feet on that property with steel. You got a chance to see where we're going to worship. You got a chance to see where you're going to drop off your kids. You got a chance to see where you're going to get coffee. And you remember, you remember this place. And you remember this particular moment. Truly celebrate it. Enjoy it. I think part of the problem sometimes of life in a wilderness, the five years, the six years we've been in out here in the wilderness, is we just work and we grunt and we do the job and we forget to cheer. We forget to celebrate. We forget to have fun. We forget to smile. So today is a day to cheer and to celebrate. It's also a day to get some long-term perspective. Because like I said, this is going to be about a year of building up into the building and then being in it. And for a while, we're going to be on the mountaintop. But eventually, you know what happens? Eventually, you start climbing down the mountain and you get back into the woods and the weeds. You get kind of back down there again. So while we're up here, we got to gain some real clarity of who we are and who we're going to be and where God's taking us in the future. One of the things we're going to do today... We're going to take a page from Brian's book, okay? No, we're not going to go over there and carve up the oak trees. We're not, we're not doing that. But a long, long time ago, when we first started on this journey, I introduced a church in Joliet to a thing called a Shanahan potato. And you're going to see millions of them today. Rocks, 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 rocks. And instead of taking a knife and carving into a tree, we're going to take a Shanahan potato... And we're going to take a Sharpie and we're going to write a word on it. The word may be your own name if you want, just to say, I was here. Woo! The word may be a single word prayer you have for our church. Maybe there's something you desire to happen here for the next hundred years and you're going to write that word. Maybe it's a people group that you want to reach. Maybe you're burdened for college kids or students or or three-year-olds. And you're just going to write that word. But you're going to write a word prayer. And we're going to take that and we're going to put it in one of the parking lot islands. The one you're going to pass every Sunday you drive in here. And every Sunday as you drive in, hopefully something will tweak in you and you'll go... The word, the word. I remember that word. And you'll offer up that prayer for decades to come. So uh, it'll be fun. You're going to love it. And here's the great part. You get to choose your own rock. I was going to collect them for you. I'm like, that's dumb. That's just dumb. There are rocks all over the place. They can recognize a rock. So you're going to go ahead and get your own rock. And we're going to have a fun time doing this.
So here's what we're going to do right now. Our servers are going to come and collect the offering. And after the offering is collected, we're going to head out of here. And we're going to go over and we're going to finally see this thing for the first time. I do have some uh, instructions for you on that. But before we do, I got to tell you about a little diversion. So part of what's happening last week is I'm sitting and singing and sobbing and all this stuff is I thought of a guy in the Bible who more than once needed to be reminded that never once did he ever walk alone. A a guy in the Bible who basically complained to God, he was suicidal and said, I am the only one left in this whole country that cares about you. And God said, well, really not. But if you want to feel that way, go ahead. Man's name was Elijah. And told you two weeks ago, we were going to do a series during the summer on big words. And I worked on it and developed it. And I don't know, there was something going on last Sunday that I said, you know what? We need to spend a summer getting to know this guy. Because this guy's journey tracks with our journey in so many ways. So our dive for this summer, if you were looking forward to big words, I'm sure there's a church somewhere in the 100 odd miles that's doing that series. Go ahead, attend. No, I'm kidding. We want you here. We're going to head to Elijah. We're going to spend some time studying him, getting to know him better, and getting to understand how his story tracks with our story. So, so now, going over to the dirt, let's just talk about how this is going to work. We have a neighbor. <clears throat> his name is Don Konjevich. He's in the White House next to us with the long drive. This guy has been so generous to our church through the years. He let us use the driveway when we had the garden out there. He's let us bring big equipment in there in order to get, get started on the job. And he's just, he's friendly and smiley. He's just, a, he's a great, wonderful, generous guy. Talk to him and he's allowed us to go ahead and use his driveway today. Because otherwise you've got to drive over a curb to get in ours and... Some of your Yugos won't make it, you know. So, um, so we're going to use his driveway to get in. And then we're also going to use his grass to park. Because otherwise, some of you won't get out of the rocks. So, and we want you to come back to church next Sunday. So um, basically, we will have guides out there that will be pointing to where you need to park. And then you'll head over to the property, over to the project itself. We'll kind of gather over there. We'll do an all-together tour. We'll walk in the building and check it out. And here's the thing I want you to be aware of. It's a construction site, folks. Okay? So uh, there are dangers, and you need to be aware of them. Okay? Keep your eyes open. It's not a concrete slab yet. You're walking on gravel. There are pieces of metal laying around. You want to keep an eye on your kids, that sort of thing. If you don't feel comfortable going in, that's fine, whatever, but... We want the chance to be able to go ahead and kind of tour you around, show you what's going on on the inside, show you the general lay of the land. And then at some point, we'll go ahead and let you go ahead and grab your your potato, your Shanahan potato, write your word on it, and we'll put it in that pile. And then you are free to get on your way this morning, okay? So uh, it's going to be great. I, again, just want to encourage you, keep an eye on your kids. Make sure you know know where they are and that they're safe uh, because there's, there's stuff around. Why don't you go ahead and turn on the lights? I want to do one thing. The backlights, is that you, Dave? I can't tell. I see a figure that looks like Dave. Just hit those switches and they'll come up kind of slowly. So one of the things that happens when you go over here is, you know, you, you don't have perspective. 
You just kind of look and there are no chairs sitting there. There's no, none of that to be able to get a real grasp of how is the flow work. There aren't hallway walls yet and things like that. So one of the things I thought would be helpful for you is just to give you an idea of what this room is going to be like, what our worship room is going to be like. Um, because size-wise, when you first go into it, you might be going, my goodness, this, this seems small. Is this going to work for us? How is this going to work out? One of the things that I want to remind you of is, you know, this is a first phase. We originally planned on building a building three times this size. And what we're doing right now is building what we're able to build without going into an irresponsible level of debt and not being able to buy a light bulb. Okay, so, so this is part of what will ultimately happen on the property. And part of the reason we bought this property was because we want future generations to be able to spread out, to be able to grow. So there's room to grow. We didn't have that at 714 Bethel Drive. We've got that here. So don't look at this as kind of, this is, this is the end. This is everything that will ever be. Having said that, the room is a lot larger than you might actually perceive when you get there. So if, if this room were that room, from side to side... There will be this. There will be a whole wall of closets along this side of the room. Okay, if you were to go from side to side, you basically go three feet out from that speaker, three feet out from that speaker, and that gives you the width of the room. As far as the depth of the room, we won't have to do this screen thing anymore and hide our projectors back here because they could actually be mounted and stay up. Okay, so we don't have to have this thirteen feet. So if this were the back wall, turn around and look and see the lady in the blue shirt waving her arms furiously. Blake, you can wave them too. That's the depth of the room. That's how far the room goes back. So when you get over there and you're kind of looking at it, hopefully this gives you some perspective of the size of the room. Just like we have, we'll continue with multiple services and all that sort of thing. But that just kind of gives you a little bit of a little bit of a feel of of the way things will work. I guess the only other thing uh, to say is that when it's all done, we're we're putting today back in the box. And then come Friday, we get to set up over at the school and stay set up for the summer. And we're always grateful to the school for letting us do that. It gives the the setup team a little bit of a break. So if when we're done, you want to head back over and help, we'd appreciate your help getting everything in the box so that the high schoolers can go ahead and do their thing tonight. Okay? So... Our guys theoretically left during the offering. They're ready to point the way. Do be aware you're on Route 6. Cars coming, that sort of thing. So be, you know, be aware of what's going on. Y'all know where the dirt is? If you don't, follow somebody because there are going to be a lot of people going together. And uh, if you want to, if you're more comfortable with it, maybe you want to jump in someone else's car and go together and be dropped off back here. And the other thing is, if the rock, if you're just a little un- unstable on that, let one of us know we have a whole bunch of burly dudes that be glad to loan you an arm and help you along the way, okay? So let me pray, and we're going to head on out. Father God, we are grateful for this day of being able to stand on top of a very high mountain and look how far we've come to be able to see the path that's behind us already. And we get the chance to look out ahead and see the kind of church that you're going to continue to grow us into. I pray today would be a day that would inspire our dreaming, that we would just let our minds go wild with all the things you could do in and through us when we're willing to be used by you. And God, 
the whole time we're over there today, give us that palpable sense of your presence. You're with us. You've been with us. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we will see you in a few minutes. Head on over. No. Oh.